Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to talk artillery, we're going to talk missiles, we're going to talk future weapons. Um, Kind of, you know, kind of all around, who, who's got the biggest guns? You know, who can really put the most hurt on somebody? And... Now, artillery goes way back. I, I think we had, uh, what, catapults, you said, around 400? Around four, uh, 300 B.C. Oh, B.C.? The, the first okay. catapults, right. All right, so we're going way back. Um, around the 13th century, the Chinese had some kind of rocket tubes. So that was the first, like, propelled, I think, really stuff around the 1300, right. you know, rockets. And then they kind of fell out of favor for a little bit. Um Da Vinci developed some kind of 12 or 13 barrel, uh, like almost like a Gatling cannon. Like it, it didn't have the whole cool Gatling thing going on. Right. Didn't, didn't turn around and stuff, but, but it, but a 13 yeah. barrel cannon is still pretty impressive, you know? Um, and then, well, it's just been impressive and getting better and better. Uh, Revolutionary War, we had some stuff. What do you have there? Yeah, so uh, so I wanted to talk about the battle, the Siege of Yorktown. Okay. Which was uh, the last major battle of the Revolutionary War. Um, so uh, basically, uh, Lord Cornwallis uh, was set up shop over in Yorktown, which is... Hypothetically, it's a good position uh, because he could easily get resupplied. At, okay. You know, it's right on the water. Um, and uh, yeah, so he had his back to the, the water and, and could fortify Yorktown. Yorktown was like a small fishing village then. It wasn't like a, a big city like it is now. You have a weapon station? Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, so he was expecting uh, supplies to be 
re- uh, expecting to be resupplied by the British, uh, by the British Navy. But the French Navy was there and they fought a big battle and chased off the British. So he was basically stranded there with, uh, you know, uh, he had, uh, what was it? Uh, about 10,000 troops okay. and uh, they fortified the city. And uh, then George Washington shows up, right? He's got all the big guns and not just the cannons, but he's got Benjamin Lincoln. Henry Knox shows up with him. Alexander Hamilton's there. Frederick Wilhelm von Steuben, who, if you're an American, you know that some states have actual von Steuben Day. Really? Kids get off of school. Yeah. I didn't Everybody know loves von Steuben. Is that, that he true? Was That's the thing? Okay. Yeah, in Illinois, they, they the kids had school off. I don't know what other states do it, but. So you were von the Steuben. only wackos out there. Okay. <laughs> von Steuben Day. Thomas Nelson was there. Moses Hazen. Uh, Henry Dearborn. These are all. Now, if you look any of these guys up, they're all like famous founding fathers. These, you know, these were all the like serious dudes. The big guns and artillery. All right. right. And all on top of all that, uh, uh, Marquis de Lafayette. Now, he's a, he was a French guy, and him and uh, Washington were like best buds. You know, they, they loved hanging out with each other, bullshitting, drinking together. And I looked up this guy, uh, Marquis de Lafayette. Apparently, apparently he's got a, a, a long name, and they always shorten it. So his, his full name is Marie Joseph Paul Ives Roche Gilbert de Monti de Montier de Lafayette Marquis de Lafayette. Okay. So Marquis Marquis is is like a, a noble noble title. It's above a count and below a duke. If mm-hmm. you know anything about that, I don't, but if that's a, something you're into. All right. And we just call him Jack for short. <laughs> that's right. So uh altogether. Uh, there's about 19,800 19, American troops or U.S. and French troops and uh, 10,000 British troops. The British troops were fortified and set up in Yorktown, and they had a good position. But since they couldn't be re- resupplied, they were kind of kind of fucked because uh, they ended up having a siege. And basically how it set up was uh, the... Uh, the American forces uh, basically dug trenches all around the outside of the city. Okay. And they set up their, first they set up their cannon, which had a longer range, had about a a thousand, one to 2000 yard range for those, for those cannons. Uh, They had field guns and siege guns. All right. They fired, dug trenches closer and closer, and then they could, uh, set up their mortars. Mortars were um, basically they had a high traje- traje- trajectory, and they would uh, go over the earthworks and explode over the troops, sending down like shrapnel, raining hellfire. Right, got right. It. They got then they got closer and they were able to set up howitzers. Now howitzers have about a thirteen uh, thirteen hundred yard range at at max. And they could be used as cannon, you know, like a straight shot towards the enemy. And but also, you know, lob cannonball over top of the earthworks to to rain down on the city. Uh, about this time, the British basically run out of food, and they're just getting 
the shake blowing out of them. So, so they have to surrender. They, they don't have any choice. Um, so <clears throat> basically, uh, Lord Cornwallis in like one of the classic bitch moves of history says mm. that he's, he's sick. He can't surrender. He can't mm. do So he sends his second in command out there and uh, second in command first goes to Lafayette to surrender a sword. Lafayette's like, nah, dude, you got to surrender. You can't surrender to the French. You have to surrender to the Americans. So that was like humiliated. So he went to surrender to George Washington and George Washington, you know, at this point, George Washington basically has the biggest dick on the continent. And he's, you know, he's all in. He's like, nah, that's how that works. I don't take surrenders from second in commands you have to surrender to my second in command nice and surrender to somebody you know to his second officer so uh, basically that was the end of of the american war there are a couple other little battles but this led directly to the uh uh to the <clears throat> to the end of the war um so the basically the, the british lost 244 pieces of artillery to the Americans then and had to surrender 10,000 troops. And uh, the troops all smashed their rifles so that the Americans couldn't get it, but they did get all artillery and all their cannons. And basically they, they became prisoners. A lot of the time during these wars, they would just like take your weapons and let you go. Like, yeah, get out of here. Yeah. They're like, nah, no, you gotta, you, you gotta stay here until the war's over. Nice. Nice. I had so a nice the- Yorktown story, but now now you took so long with that one. I'm not sure I can get there. <laughs> but you know, because um, uh-huh. I've actually been to the the weapons station at uh at Yorktown, at Yorktown. and right. uh, my my ship was up there resupplying, and uh, they were like, "Oh, well, you know, it'd be great if you could drive the ship's van up to to Yorktown and meet us there so we could, so the officers could have something to drive around and pick up chicks or whatever. Right, I don't know. Right. I don't know what was going on, but so I go up there and, and, uh, and so they have like, you know, nuclear weapons and stuff. This is back in the day and I'm sure they probably still do. I don't know, but they have like mines and stuff all over randomly all over the ground. I mean, this is like right. a hardcore don't fuck with us kind of place. And uh, I show up and there's a road and a little guardhouse. There's no gate. And whatever. So I pull up to the guardhouse and it's got this mirrored glass and you can't see anything. It's just straight mirror in the thing. And Mm -hmm. I sit there, no shit. I sit there probably 10 minutes. Nobody comes. So I'm like, oh, fuck it. The guy's probably asleep, you know, whatever. That's not my problem. So, well, it turns out it, maybe it is, but so I, I drive in and uh, the guy comes out and like shoots his gun into the the ground next to the van or whatever, and he's hollering and screaming. And I'm like, "What? What the fuck, man? What's your problem?" And he's like, "Hey, you didn't see me. I told you to wait." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Yeah, I put my finger up. You should have waited. I was on the phone." And I'm like. Dude, it's got beard glass. I can't right. shit. Like, what do you? And he's like, "Fucking ridiculous! This is a secure facility. You can't, and whatever." But you, you get the idea. I, yeah. don't know. I just, I just came away with what fucking jack. All wound up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all wound up over nothing. Firing nothing. off guns. Like you have what? to fill out a whole report for that. You know? Hey, what I mean? hey. I'm like, you know, dude. What? I'm gonna steal the nukes? You know? Come on. <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah, classic. <laughs> anyway, so we move from Revolutionary War, right? Where, where to do July we go? July third, eighteen sixty-three. All right. Uh, so this is uh, we're talking about Gettysburg, Pickett's Charge, um, Union forces led by George Meade against Confederate forces by led by Robert Lee. Um, they had about uh, the Union had about. 10,000 soldiers in this in this particular part of the battle and Robert E Lee's forces were about 12,500 soldiers. So basically what had happened was uh they attacked the left flank and realized that it was heavily fortified and they attacked the right flank and realized that was heavily fortified. So they decided that the next morning they were going to attack the center. Um Meade kind of anticipated this and moved the guys in from the left and the right flank and fortified the center of the, you know, really the wherever field. the bad guys moved, the guys just ran to the other side. Wait, we'll be right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they moved all, they all did this at night. So nobody could really see what each other was, was doing. All right. And so, uh, they started off with it. Now, uh, let's see. They had, um, about 170 cannon. This is uh, Robert E. Lee's forces. All right. And they start off with a massive artillery barrage. This is the biggest artillery barrage that's ever happened in the United States, uh, probably ever. And they had a two-mile-long line of, of cannon and just started shooting at the center. And it went on for, for about a half hour, and then they started advancing. What they didn't realize with the, with the cannons were, were overshooting the line. They weren't okay. actually doing a lot of damage. So uh, General Meade, though, with all the smoke, nobody could see what was happening. So what he had them do was, on, on the Union side, slowly stop firing their cannons. You know what I mean? Over time, pacing it out like they were being destroyed. Mm. Uh, so 12,000 guys started advancing across the field. It's about three quarters of a mile to the, to the Union lines. All right. And they get about halfway and realize... None of those cannon had been destroyed, and they just start start getting fucked up. They were in a bad spot, just out in the open. They kept advancing and managed to get to the line, the, the front line of the Union soldiers, and were able to start pushing them back, but then the, the whole thing ended up falling apart. This was one of the biggest casualty uh, battles of the okay. Civil War. So, so about 6555 guys were killed or captured on the union side on the on the confederate side excuse me and about 1500 guys on the union side and basically this was the this was the end of the war and this was one of the biggest artillery battles in the the union in the civil war and uh the civil war is often considered like the first modern war mm-hmm. meaning that you know, this is the first time people were using cannon and uh, artillery as, you know, on an open battlefield as like direct fire, uh, you know, a- <clears throat> aiming and hitting what you're aiming at. You know, before mm-hmm. that, mostly those cannons were just fired in the general direction. Right. And, <laughs> right. That <clears throat> this is a big pray. change in, in artillery in, in uh, world history. Nice, nice. Now, I'm going to jump way into the future because, I mean, you know, we could talk about shit. We could 
talk about it. I mean, it's not really artillery and whatever, but mm. we can talk Frank about Franco-Prussian war and, yeah. and, and, and uh, AK-47s changing the history of, you know, the future of war, you know, Gatling guns, which were happening in the Civil War. We had the whole Gatling right. th- gun thing going on. Um, let's jump up a bit because for the sake of time, the MLRS. Now, the MLRS, that's that multi-launch rocket system thing. Mm-hmm. This, this, I have a picture of a Russian one. But this thing, if you watch video, and and because it's a podcast, I couldn't really pull off the whole video thing, you know, without right. it just being lame, um, was is uh, shoots just nonstop freaking hammers these rockets so fast and you just destroy an enemy, you know, I just mm-hmm. right. it, it think, think Iron Man type stuff in the beginning, you know, not, not right. the big hellfire, you know, that stuff there, but it, it's crazy. Um, the MLRS is just an amazing piece of war, but um, I don't know. There's so much. I just, I don't want to delve into that too much too either. Um, the next thing that, that is a huge game changer is hypersonic missiles. Now, hypersonic missiles are really the future of war. I hate to say it. I mean, well, I don't know. I have some other stuff at the end that maybe it's the future of war. I don't really know. But hypersonic missiles are, well, I would say the end of war, right? That's when you just mm-hmm. nuke the other right. countries and you're like, fuck it. It's done. Right. Um, now, yeah. There's some, it's, it's interesting right now because with, uh, with what's happening in Ukraine, we're kind of getting to see all the best high-tech stuff that everybody has to offer. You know what I mean? The the French, the Poles, the Germans, uh, the U.S., they're all sending their best weapons over there to, like, get them tested out against the best of the... that's a big thing. uh, They're trying to test it out. Everybody got the best equipment, and they're all using it against each other. And we're getting to see how all this stuff works in real life. Now, these hypersonic weapons that were developed by the Russians... um, amazing stuff you know what i mean so fast and and they yeah. change directions yeah. like it's That's almost Im- right they said it was impossible to shoot it down but the more modern patriot missiles are actually taking some of them out which is right. interesting because it is nobody thought that they, that was going to be be possible right. now hypersonic basically means it's going over mach 5 so mm-hmm. you're, you're talking mm-hmm. significant but yeah. to be honest a lot of them now are are mach 20 mach 23 Mm -hmm. Uh, they're really you know kicking ass but to be considered a modern hypersonic missile basically it changes direction while it's moving like you were saying Mm -hmm. and you figure if something's moving at you know whatever mark 23 i think that would be like something like fifteen thousand miles an hour whatever Mm -hmm. i think it's like 700 and something is is mach one and then you know from there but uh so you have something going that fast. If you make a one degree shift in your direction, mm-hmm. you're somewhere else, you know, in no time. Right. And then, you know, and they're back and forth. And that's kind of the beauty of them. Um, there's basically two types. There's there's like cruise missiles and then there's glide missiles. And that's actually what we see more of is the glide missiles. Um that are you know going that Mach twenty Mach right? And they have, they have like a, those glide missiles have like a, like wings on them. Yeah, yeah, not but, just well, like fins, but big like big fins. I I see a lot of them as like rectangle uh, 
rectangle um, angle. I, I actually that isn't the right picture, but and mm-hmm. and where they they it helps with the changing and the gliding. Like they have these little shoots and whatever. They're they're pretty impressive, but they they definitely kick in some ass. So China has one that is called all theirs seem to be the the Dong Fang. So they're okay. DF. We went like DF twenty seven and whatever. They I, I think they just pull the numbers out of their ass or that or they just like have a bunch of bad ideas because we seem to jump at like twelve numbers at a time. You know, we'll go right. from like DS one to DS thirteen, whatever. So we're at uh DF forty one. All right, and they call it the Merv. Um, it basically it's like a multi whatever I don't know, but. It uh, has 10 nuclear warheads all in one. And they claim, now we have some like random pictures of it. Um, all right. The, the bonus is I have the, uh, well, I think, so the DF-41, there it is, is uh, ends up, you know, they're saying 12,000 kilometers an hour, or oh, the range is 12,000 kilometers. And I, Based on my experience in the military, the range is not always disclosed. We'll say that the the capabilities, like the the range, might be longer, right, or shorter. Right. And I mean, it, it's a pretty impressive weapon. Um, they're saying uh, twenty three Mach twenty three. Um, it basically can go from Shanghai to New York, and they're saying with the ten nuclear warheads, you would expect that. You could just like annihilate something huge like New York City, like just the whole thing. But um, they actually uh, have a Lego version out of China oh, nice. for one hundred and eleven dollars. I didn't think uh, Lego made. Is that like a knockoff Lego? Oh, it's I didn't Chinese. Think Lego made yeah, for. Chinese Chinese knockoff Lego. Uh, okay, and you're in. Um, but they're basically you know, considered the cutting edge. Now the U S military, we want to get on board. So 2024 budget, we actually proposed 11 and they're, I don't know if this actually went through or not. They're working on $11 billion for the Pentagon so they can get 24 hypersonic missiles developed and built. Yeah. 11 billion, 11 billion missiles, but we'll be the standard. And, and that's the thing you're paying so much, you know, for these. So yeah, mm-hmm. you can't shoot them down, but how cool would you be if you could just shoot like 50 of them and mm-hmm. how cool if you could just send, that's the problem. We have these great missiles, right? We're going to shoot 24 nukes all over the world, or they could just send a guy with a backpack who can walk into our open borders and come up from Mexico and whatever, uh, you know, I mean, you go either way, a yeah. billion well, I mean, dollars. It's fun. It's fun. Nuclear million, apocalypse. You know? I'm all in. Um, one of the cool things, so like you said, the Patriots are, are taking these things down. They're able to shoot down these different things, but, uh, things like the, uh, Gerald Ford has, uh, laser weapons that mm-hmm. they're actually trying to use to, to shoot these things down. Yeah. Um, heard a, a big scare, uh, about Chinese, uh, lasers mm. recently, how they developed, uh, you know, some laser that doesn't heat up and it can just be fired nonstop and, you know, I, there's a lot of scaremongering about uh, the Chinese. I, I think the the media loves to like 
you know, hype people up about that stuff. But the truth is the the U.S. also has some pretty effective laser weapons. And that's very weird because that was like 20 years ago. That was like science fiction. You know what I mean? That that stuff didn't didn't exist. You can't use lasers for anything. So the cool thing, and and this I, I actually didn't consider, and then I was reading it. I knew that they were always talking about aircraft carriers with having laser weapons to shoot down. And I'd heard stuff like that, and I was like, well, why aren't you putting that everywhere? And the reason is, is because you have kind of the limitless nuclear power on an aircraft right. carrier. And that's where it's kind of a game changer, because you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I have you know nuclear power. Um, another type of laser weapon is they call it the active denial system. Uh, This basically, it's like they'll attach to the top of a Hummer or whatever, the pickup truck, whatever the hell you got in the backyard, Mm -hmm. a a big like radar or array screen kind of thing. And this shoots a uh, 130 degree, 130 degree, 95 gigahertz um, heat wave. Basically, it's like if you open the oven door after you were baking and you get that kind of heat wave in the face. Uh-huh. So it, it could make you feel uncomfortable. So, <laughs> I mean, we we did spend some money and got that going for us. All right. I you know, saw I'm it like, penetrates the skin one sixty fourth of an inch. So oh, it just gives you excruciating pain, but doesn't actually da- hurt. If like, you get, the, if you stand there for a while, you're definitely going to have a sunburn. So you you're going to feel uncomfortable. Okay. You're going to feel uncomfortable. You know, that's, Hey, you do you, right. You know, I wonder how many me, million, how many billions of dollars it costs to develop that weapon. Hey, you know, whatever you got to do. Right. Um, now I, I did mention uh, hellfire missiles. Now these things mm. are just awesome and they're, they're, they're kicking ass, but we have this new version of the Hellfire called the Ninja Hellfire. And basically, it it, it works off the same system. Um, it, it's the R9X, and it can be attached to Reapers. Um, I saw it on helicopters, all kinds of stuff. But basically, you have uh, like fixed blades or they, they pop out. So they're folding blades. They're not really fixed, but um, that end up. They're saying so they can kind of target individuals like you're hitting the guy in the car. But I mean, (laughs) most missiles I know are like, you know, 150 grand at a minimum. Yeah. And and so you can get that one guy in the car like, yeah, really utilizing our money. You know, I remember I remember doing operations and I think it was we were out in the Atlantic. We were transferring uh, weapons by helicopter. They're they're they're. Picking up uh, uh, missiles, on, you know, with a helicopter, mm-hmm. taking them from one ship to another. And uh, if the rigging wasn't right or something went wrong, the helicopter would just drop them into the ocean. And uh, yeah, they they just uh, dropped like a million dollars worth of weapons in the, into the ocean over like five hours, just because eh, I didn't like the way that was sitting from the helicopter. So I mean, you do what you do, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Just taxpayer money. It's fine. We'll make more. Um, yeah. No, I still have nightmares of them dropping my Mountain Dew in the uh, ocean. So, no, I feel your pain here. Um, Russia has, uh, they have a missile called the Zircon uh, that's an anti-ship. Goes about Mach 9, shoots about 625 miles an hour. And the cool thing with this is 
going that fast and a little bit due to the design, it disrupts the uh, air pressure in the front of it. And they say it kind of creates like a, a plasma cloud in front of it. Like it just disperses and disrupts the air where it ends up like absorbing the radar and it doesn't, you know, show up as well. But that's one of the ones you were talking about that we were able to shoot down with the Patriots. So, yeah, you know, now, do you remember a uh, harp? Uh, yeah, you were talking about this uh, so earlier. Harp, I don't really understand how this works. It, nobody does, because who knows? Um, out in uh, Fairbanks, Alaska, we have this uh, like transmission station, and basically they transmit frequencies, different, you know, high and low level uh, frequencies that disrupt the atmosphere. And people were saying, oh, we're causing tsunamis and we're causing weather to change and doing all this stuff. Um, it was the big thing with all the conspiracies. And I looked in, we actually, we were going to shut it down in 2014. And then they decided, you know what, let's transfer it to uh, University of Alaska Fairbanks. Mm -hmm. And so now the college is fucking with people. I, I don't really know. They're, you know, I, I don't know what's so what come this, out of it. What does this thing do hypothetically? Like it creates like hurricanes? So it, it's, it's supposed to, they, officially they said to study the upper atmosphere. All right. Um, it's long been the center of speculation designed to control the weather or worse. Venezuelan leader Hugo Chavez claimed that the program triggered the Haiti earthquake. Um, there were rumors that they, the uh, tsunami that hit uh, hit Japan, remember mm -hmm. not that long ago, took out that nuclear facility, right? Fukushima. That, Fukushima that, that was caused military. by uh, right. Yeah. That was caused by Harp, is what they said. Okay. And what was weird is we had just said, hey. You know, if you don't get in line and do what we say, then you might get hit with a tsunami. Now, that's a weird statement to make. That is a weird statement to make. Yeah. And absolutely. then they got hit. And then there was a tsunami, huh? And, and you know what? People don't talk back as much anymore. Um, so, hey, <laughs> you I don't, guess, I guess so. you don't sell your property in Maui. You might get your house burned up by a laser. Your house, your ship I don't know. Down. Up. Yeah. You know, whatever, anything could happen. It's a crazy world out there. Um, another thing we used to hear about, uh, remember rail guns. That was always the thing. Yeah. That now, was also science fiction. Yes. Until so, recently until, well, and yes, so they make these and they're awesome. Cause they're like, Oh, they're super cheap. Cause you're basically shooting a piece of metal. You don't even need explosives and it's just magnets. Right. But what you're not realizing is these things take so much energy in oh, order to, to shoot it out. Yeah. It's not your instant, you know, recover thing. Um, so yeah, you can shoot, you know, really fast, really far, but, uh, yeah, the end result is not exactly as impressive. They shoot about Mach six. Uh, they go 110 miles is the range on a rail gun. Uh-huh. And, the thing is, base, oh, I, I guess it was the energy, but also they end up, you can only shoot about 10 rounds through it, and the whole thing kind of destroys itself because it's just so violent of an action. Right. Um, 
But, you know, hey. I wonder how accurate that. I mean, it seems like I'm looking at the the picture of it. It seems like they've got it. You know, they can adjust that pretty well and and make it pretty accurate. So that's the thing. Um, China, I thought I had still kind of science fiction, though. It's science fiction about putting it into practice. Right. Um, Another one of my favorites, and this is not a future weapon. It hasn't really. uh, It's been around a while. They actually had them when I was in the Navy. So a million years ago, Um, the uh, they have uh, the Seawiz, the Phalanx. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that Gatling gun that they shoot down missiles. Uh, I think. uh, What was that movie with Steven Seagal and the battleship? Uh, oh, they, they uh, shot down those helico- helicopters yeah. with it. It's not really meant to be used like that, but this thing shoots 4,500 rounds a minute, has a muzzle velocity at 2,500 miles per second. It's mm-hmm. radar radar guided, and basically it needs about two seconds to react to kind of catch up to, to, to what's going on. It's, it's usually shooting down missiles right that's the the main yeah. purpose of it I, I mean i've i've seen them and i've heard them fire and it's amazing honestly it's, it, it's, it's loud and damn it's loud it's yeah. loud as shit we uh we we shot it off they had a uh, like family cruise or something and they fired that thing off and it definitely terrified some people yeah we, the uh, were crying and shit afterwards i'm sure i think i've told this story in the past but uh it, it's a great one um we were shooting uh tomahawk cruise missiles at a uh un- unfriendly uh neighbor one time and mm-hmm. uh we i and and it was weird because like the beginning of the deployment they're like all weird and everybody has to be inside and like hiding when we're shooting missiles and whatever by the end of the deployment we had shot so many missiles they were just like whatever do what you fucking want whatever <laughs> so me and some buddies it's like two in the morning we're out on top of the ship and they're shooting a missile. And you now this is one of our missiles coming out of our ship. And they have SeaWiz. So it's, I guess I'm going to use some weird words here because I'm not sure. But I would say it's active. Like it's actively tracking, but not active to fire. Right. Okay. So we shoot the missile. It goes up, and and if you've ever seen tomahawks, they're not like a, a standard missile. A standard missile, like at the time, it was like an SM2 or whatever. This thing's going like Mach 2 before it leaves the ship. Like, it, they're just gone. And when you watch it, it's just, um, holy crap, that thing's gone. Like, you just see the smoke trail. They go so fast. A tomahawk was totally different. They would go up. And they'd kind of like float up and then just mm-hmm. kind of hang there and you'd watch it. And then it would go out over the horizon and you're like, what? I could shoot that with a handgun. Like what? It, you right. know, you're not whatever. So this thing goes out about a, as far as a football field. And then it turns around and starts coming right back at us. And we're like, Oh shit. <laughs> 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 comes, I, I swear I'm not exaggerating. It comes within like 10 yards of the side of the ship. And then, and SeaWiz is freaking out and we're standing right next to right, it. It's tracking and it's it, tracking it, you know, going, you know, Oh my God, we're going to die. And cause you, the thing is you shut it off when you're shooting your own missiles. Cause the, you don't right, want to shoot, shoot your, your own, own shit out of here. That would be stupid. Unless you were trying to shoot yourself <laughs> by accident. So 
the missile's coming about 10 yards from the side of the ship. It turns and goes straight down into the bottom of the ocean. And we see it like hit the ocean floor and just kind of burning out and going, uh, going into the go ground all the way down. And you can just see the end just burning and burning. And, you know, it doesn't explode or whatever. It just burning into the bottom. We're like, and like people were ready to jump off the side of the ship. Like it was just bad. We're all like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to die. And then no, nothing. Yep. Nothing but, happened. So anyway, Phalanx, Seaways, pretty freaking impressive. It's it's pretty uh, terrifying. I uh, I It's weird. I thought I had this uh, picture of the, the – um, the railgun from China. They they actually developed one as well. And it looks similar to ours, except they just covered it in plastic so you can't see that it doesn't work. And oh, okay. then the end is like wrapped in tin foil, which is kind of fun. So it, you know, right. Right. If you just look up Chinese railgun, you'll be like, oh yeah, I see what you're talking about there. It, it's funny because a lot of militaries have good ideas or or things they want but they don't actually execute it or pull it off perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Russia is actually known for that, for being a little they all do. show, no go. Like right. you were saying, all these you know threatening missiles they have going. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Russia had, uh, they had uh, this ship that we were in a, uh, we had this thing called the Baltops where it's a Baltic operation and you deal with right. other NATO countries and stuff. And we ended up, we're peer, um, next to a, uh, next to a Russian ship. Uh-huh. And, uh, this is in the, in the Baltic sea. Yeah. And, uh, and we were peered like more next to a, a Russian ship. And we ended up going on the Russian ship and hanging out with the guys. Cause you know, we're all sailors, whatever we get. Right. Whatever. Right. This is 98, I think 98. So way back. Are they, are they back drinking before. on the ship at this point? 98. The Germans sounds- were hardcore drinkers. Uh, the Russians. Uh-huh. Yes. There was a lot of vodka. Now the mm-hmm. Germans at the time we went on their ship and they had kegs in the birthing. So they were living their best life. Dude, you could reach out of your rack and grab the nozzle of the keg and just like fill your beer and just not even without even get getting up. Yeah. We had, there was this this chick and, and what was like, it? Man, when I was in the in the Navy, it was like I didn't have that. You got like one beer every six weeks out or something like that without uh, without going. I I think in my six month deployment, I only was allowed two beers. Aside of, uh, you know, I wouldn't give you more than two beers, but you know, well, it wasn't, it wasn't even on the same day. (laughs) This was spaced (laughs) out by weeks. (sighs) It's a sad day for America, Yeah, but they, uh, so we're on the Russian ship though. And we're talking to the guys and they're like, yeah, those radars don't work. And this, that, that gun, that they don't work. And they, like everything was broken and everything was scrapped for parts. But it was funny because you look at our ship and it's all like sleek and smooth and you barely see any weapons. I guess we had right. two five inch guns, you know, one in the front, one in the back. And right. then we but had not, uh, not like, like 64 yeah. missile launchers on each end. So I guess that's kind of 
like whatever, but it just looks smooth and whatever. When you're come up next to it, it looks like a cruise ship, you know? Right. And you right. get on the Russian ship and there's like 40, you know, guns all everywhere and they look like daggers and whatever. And they're like, mm. yeah, nothing works. We're barely holding this thing together with duct tape <laughs> and you know, whatever. So sometimes it's, you know, a paper tiger, I think is, right. is the description people would yeah. use. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, but so I also think, though, you know, I mentioned future weapons, right? Now, rail guns are kind of a future weapon. And to me, lasers, like actually taking down things and shooting down missiles with lasers, to me, is pretty future weapon. Um, mm. That active denial heat ray, I mean, that oh, that is the future. <laughs> it's kind of like the ray gun in right. Bugs Bunny. Remember they used to, that guy used to come and point at it? Marvin the Martian. Marvin yeah. the Martian. And it never like killed people. It just, just kind of, yeah. Turned them black. Or, yeah. yeah. You know, a little crispy on the outside. Um, but I think one of the biggest future weapons that we need to look out for is, um, is fake news. Oh, shit. I, I think the... The way that AI is and the way remember Russia was faking the uh the moon landing, like they, they put out a picture. Obviously, they weren't trying to say that it actually they were the first ones there, but they put out these pictures that nobody could like detect that it was a fake mm -hmm. of them on the moon first. And they were like, Yep, fuck you, look, we did it, you didn't. And yeah, but the, but the point is that. You know, they, Glenn Beck always says, you won't believe your eyes. Um, you know, we can see, uh, you can create videos of, of Trump saying stupid things. Or I actually I, saw a video. Oh, wait, that was um, a real video of Trump saying geez, stupid We'll talk about that in the after okay. show. I, okay. I got, I got comments. But, uh, yeah, I, just, I act, actually recently saw a video of uh, Joe Biden and uh, Donald Trump in a dance-off. <laughs> and then at the end, they made out with each other. So... I mean, it honestly, it looked you it were looked in. Like it really happened. Yeah, you were like, "Hey, I don't." I'm not saying that I know it was fake, um, but I don't feel like Donald Trump and Joe Biden are gay for each other. I'm not, not sure, but I don't think that that's how how things are working out in real life. Um, but um, honestly, with the amount that uh, Joe Biden falls over, his dance moves were pretty damn impressive. You know, it seems like he can just be walking and just his legs give out and falls down. But he was break dancing and it was great. It was great. Really impressive but, for a 90 year old man. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I really I mean, the focus of the episode, I wanted to talk about the fast cruise missiles and the, you know, the hypersonic weapons. Everything is just amazing. Um, We really are stepping up our game. But I got to say, I feel like the future of war is really you know, information and, you know, hacking people, shutting and down people's power grids and, and misinformation. And, you know, but is it really the future or is it just war? Because, I mean, you remember Russia was the master at manipulating and whatever. You know, people still believe that the Pope was down with the Nazis and, you know, whatever, all that stuff. It, you know, because remember the Pope said, hey, I mean, this is what the Russia propaganda said. Oh, if you don't touch the churches, then, uh, you know, we'll let you go and do your thing and kill all the Jews and just right. leave the church alone. There was a lot of stuff like that. Like you make it, maybe is it believable? I'm not sure. 
Yeah, and, I, and that's this is problem. news to me. I I thought that that was all true, and you're saying that it was maybe half truths, huh? Yeah, no, actually, there were there were a lot of the popes that they really tried to disparage. Um, yeah, were uh, were good guys who were working against them, and they really painted it completely different. Um, Russia's really good at manipulating stuff, and they would put on plays and they would do stuff. And now we have YouTube and whatever, and we stare nonstop at Facebook and TikTok and right. whatever other thing. And made up bullshit. And it's a lot of made up bullshit. And you don't know. And that's the thing. You know, the internet, what? Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, Uncle Whiskey said, you know, basically the internet amplifies and, you know, does what the same war strategies that were always happening are just getting worse. And right. the, the, the propaganda, uh, warfare. I mean, if you go back to the, uh, the cold war, yeah, man, it was just, everything was terrifying. You know what I mean? You're any second, any second, the entire, everybody, you know, could be incinerated, you know what I mean? And, and man, it seemed like we were right on the edge for like 20 years. Yeah. Every other day, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hiding under your desk. Like that's going to keep you from, from turning into, you know, some black dust. It's funny when I actually think about it, like when I look at actual facts, aside of maybe a day or two somewhere around the whole JFK Cuban missile crisis thing, aside of a day or two there, we're probably closer to nuclear war right now at, at any minute than any Mm. other time in history. Like, I feel like Russia could be like, you know what? Fuck this. (laughs) <laughs> like at any time, I, I just don't see Putin wanting to give up yeah. um, that or he's really loving the fact that we're burning through all our money and all our weapons. Like dude, we don't even nobody needs to fire a shot at America because we're just killing ourselves by all this money we're giving to Ukraine. It's insane, yeah. dude. Dude, do you know that we are paying? Hey, uh, I see you getting like, oh, we don't need to go down this road, but we are paying <laughs> get my salaries up. Right. We're paying the salary of every firefighter and first responder in all of Ukraine right now. Do you know we're giving small businesses grants to keep going right now Mm -hmm. in Ukraine, in Ukraine, not in America, in Ukraine to keep this stuff going? Mm. We're just insane. We're just totally killing ourselves. Just, and that's the thing we're, we're giving money, but are we, I mean, we're just printing it and sending it over. So Basically, it's the secret tax. You know, if you want to, uh, they always say the best way to uh, cheat on your taxes legally, which sounds ironic there, but to legally cheat on your taxes is to beat inflation and to put your stuff, your money into, you know, hard assets that are going to hold value. Right. Because that's the biggest tax that you're paying right now is inflation. Is inflation, is them paying, you know, printing money nonstop. Because they don't need to tax you on paper, you know? Mm-hmm. But attrition, I like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I feel like uh I feel like I saw uh uh ratio mm-hmm. recently. I can't remember what it was, but it was like every dollar spent by Americans versus every dollar spent by Russians, and the Russian economy is really starting to shit the bed. It's starting to collapse. They 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 can't even sell their their oil anymore because they're out of oil that they've they've pumped. Yeah. So they have to save it all for themselves for their own military. They they're like their inflation is going through the roof. 
uh, worse than than the U.S., but that, that that's not saying anything. Now, you gas know. was down. I mean, not to to Trump prices, but gas was down at the pump on the way home last night. It was like three thirty nine a gallon. So I was like, oh, oh yeah. Well, you're in North Carolina. I'm I'm in New York. That <laughs> we ain't paying the same gas prices <laughs> up <not>. here. Yeah, because <laughs> it had been hanging around three forty nine, three fifty nine for a while. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, mm. and and now I'm not at the two dollar Trump gas or anything. We're at the you know. Mm-hmm. The, the 350 sounds good, you know? Yeah. Uh, you're, you're paying more than that? Than oh, yeah, yeah. 370. Oh, I haven't seen 370. That's, it, yeah. Now, Uncle Whiskey said he disagreed with something. I don't know what happened there. I was in some rant, and then he No, was, you were ranting about uh about sending all that, that money to Ukraine. Oh. I don't know if that's what he disagreed with, but- uh, But that's I where mean, I was. I disagree with that. And so when I saw him disagree, I, I just assumed that he, assumed was, he was on board with you. <laughs> whatever. Now, now um, what's your, your take on that money to Ukraine? We'll have to. I, I personally think it's, uh, I personally support it. The main reason is I it's mean, our money, one, their bodies. They're they're, free, yeah. They're, I mean, they're a free country that's being invaded by, by a, a dictatorship. I mean, why would you support a dictatorship over a republic? Well, wait, but wait, two, did I, did I say that I was supporting Russia? I just said, don't give them any money Two, I really like seeing all the, the high tech U S weapons going against the high tech, uh, Russia and Chinese weapons. And we're really starting to see who's got the best shit. It's like, this is like, you know, first in, in world history since, uh, since, World War Two, you know what I mean? We're really seeing yeah. some, some some top notch weapons going against each other. Super excited about the the drone warfare. Have yeah. you seen some of these uh, Ukrainian videos? They've got like drones, like that you buy from a hobby store, Best Buy or whatever. Yeah, yeah with the cameras, and they're going up, just dropping hand anymore. grenades on people. Nice to me. That's that's it's just like it's just cool. The shit. innovation. Yeah. The creativity. Um, the U.S. actually has a new uh, drone called the Mojave, Mojave, mm-hmm. like the desert, I guess. Right. And that actually carries the uh, the Mojave, or sorry, the Hellfire missiles. And, oh, okay, all right. And they're look. I we had the the Reapers and the Predators, and they're terrifying too. But just the Mojave's the new uh, the new thing, and it's supposed to be a little cooler and a little better. It's it's more. It's smaller and lightweight. Needs a uh, 120 meter uh, runway, and oh, that's pretty. That's little, pretty damn short. intimidating. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but so it's basically like Skynet. Eventually, those things will be turned around and just uh oh yeah, start wiping I, out I'm, all the humans. I'm doing out. a uh, audio book right now. I actually can probably give you a name, which I, I always am like, oh, I'm reading an audio book, but I have no idea to what an audio book. Yeah, whatever. Listen, jerk. Yeah. Uh Ryan show the Age of Embers complete series off Audible. Okay. And uh All right. we're we're an Audible, well, maybe they are an advertiser. I don't even know what commercials they put up on here, but mm-hmm. it, it, this isn't a pitch for Audible if it is. But anyway, I, I end up getting those books and I try and do the ones that are like 50 hours for one credit. Right. You know, so you can you know, I'm cheap, go right? through one for an and, for hey, a, I'm good for a month, a month, you know, on that. Right. And uh but age members and it's basically the quantum computer decides that it hates people and uh, basically turns all the U S drones against 
the U.S. cities. And mm-hmm. same thing, it's it's using all your like Best Buy drones and your little stuff are uh, like scouting for all the other ones. Right. And they're out looking. And then all the Reapers and Predators and apparently Mojave uh, drones are coming in and, and uh, just shooting everybody up and, and taking them out. And, you know, hey, it's a brutal world out there. I I, I think that, you know, AI could definitely have a uh, a hand in uh, in the future of war. You know, yeah. it, it is going to be. It's, it's going to be stuff, a game man. changer. Yeah. All right. Now I know you got Kevin's got things to do and, and 50 minutes. That's, that's where we're hanging in there. Yeah. I guess um, we're, I guess we're, uh, you were, that's you were worried. Show. Kevin's got to get, I think that I could do, to, I could have done this, this in a two or three episodes, but I think that, uh, artillery and missiles and future weapons, maybe it's a little bit boring for people to, to listen to for three weeks in a row. I did skip a couple. You may want to check out the Javelin, which has been around a while, but the FGM-148 has infrared guidance, and you're shooting down tanks and cool shit with that, and pretty badass. They're handheld, but they're like dick. Oh, yeah. Beefy, uh, you know, handheld rockets. Mm -hmm. Um, Those, uh, that, I don't know. I'm just kind of looking over the notes seeing i missed some cool things uh that hellfire uh, ninja missile we actually used in 2017 to kill abu kair al masari oh was that that was the guy in uh, Iraq, went, right? the car yeah and they were in the car two guys driving and yeah took them out but you know hey different things but anyway oh also wanted to say i've been talking to people they've been getting the new shirt that i'm wearing that you can't see with the beard um, okay. Survival and basic badass podcast shirts. You can get them at preppingbadass.com. People are saying they are good and they love wearing them every day. And they're right. their favorite shirt. And I was like, excellent. Oh. So excellent. now, and, and we're talking about shirt quality, not just design. I mean, obviously right. it goes without, you know, words that it, the design and, and representing the survival and basic badass podcast would be, right. you know, a, a good choice. Um, Another buddy of mine chimed in. He's like, yeah, I'm yelling at my wife because you autographed that that one for her and she's wearing it. And I, he's <gasps> like, I'm like, why would you wear it? He's autographed <laughs> that. You need to keep it. And I'm like, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's you that need important. to frame it and that important. So, you know, hey, you got to keep your options open. Um, you can also go over to patreon.com. If you sign up, it's patreon.com slant prepping badass. They uh, have it set up so that you can, um, can, if you pledge $10 a month, you get a, uh, a free mug, uh, right. if you do 20 a month, you get a free t-shirt. So you right. can just cut the, just cut to the chase and just go get a t-shirt at prepping badass.com. All right. So anyway. how much is the t-shirts? If I just buy the t-shirt versus I think- if I just go to the Patreon. I think they're around 25, 26 bucks. So if you donate on Patreon, you can get a shirt de- cheaper than. And that's the thing. You, if you just do one month, you could cancel your subscription and you would actually come out ahead about five bucks. Nice. I'm just nice. saying, just saying, All right. you know, Hey, it's a commitment you might want to make. Um, Chris did finally uh, get around and tell me what mug he wanted. And mm-hmm. I still haven't shipped it out. I'm oh, it this did. afternoon. I'm a jerk. And yeah, he's going right. to be on to me. But I'm just saying we keep that between us. And, uh, you know, that's how it is. Anyway, with that, 
I would say questions, concerns, email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Otherwise, stay safe, and we will talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.